0: It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG 13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
0: survivors. So it's come to this. For those of you who ain't heard it, there's a new radio station in town. It's broadcasting at the highest frequency on the AM band, and it's coming from HG World itself. It's a simple message, it's repeating over and over again, and it's just saying this.
2: HG World site number Two Two One Zero 0 is off limits. Approach at your own risk. Trespassers will be killed. Code 4 2 Repeat. HG World Two Two One Zero is off limits. Approach at your own risk. Will be
0: now you're probably wondering why. I know I was when I saw a big white cloud rising from over yonder yesterday morning. When my usual suspects didn't answer the phone or the radio all day, I got a little concerned. So I did some snooping. As I did, we all saw the black smoke rising from downtown, and a lot of you reported gunfire. Word spread across the valley that some kind of... incident occurred up at HG World during the course of admitting refugees. That was followed by the big fire downtown and a whole lot of vehicles hauling ass southbound. For those of you worried about your loved ones, I'm trying my best to get a handle on the situation for you. After that last box of cluster fudge with the Dimension X guy, I want to make sure my intel is solid. Nobody's picking up the phone up on the hill, but I did make contact with one of the refugees who claims to have been at the site this morning. I was scanning the CB radio bands when I ran across this guy looking for help and set up the recorder a little bit into our convo. Here's the gist of it.
2: Just don't go near the place. It's... it's bad, man. I mean, it's... it's, it's just BAD! Okay, okay, calm down. Now, where are you? We're in the woods, near the Erie Highway Tunnel. What happened, man? I got pulled off the road a few days back near Oral City and told to head up here to the HG World site. I didn't have a choice. I got put in a truck with like 20 people, left my car on the side of the road and headed here. No food, no bathroom break, nothing. How long were you traveling? It was all day and overnight, slow traveling. Lots of stopping, gunfire, then going again. Some guy took my watch, so I don't know. So like, the truck breaks down or something and we got attacked while the driver's changing the tire or looking under the hood or whatever.
0: Okay, was this a military truck?
2: Yeah, but you know how they all got flags and unit patches on their uniforms? Everyone I saw didn't. It was like you could see the thread holes or darker spots on the uniform where the patch would be, but they were definitely trained military. No hunters or nothing like that. Huh, so you were attacked. How far from Rushwell were you? Not far from here, actually. Back a ways near the Main Street Bypass. Man, that was bad. The Eaters got into the truck. There were like ten of them or something. It was just sheer luck that five of us got past because we were farthest from the door. We ran until we caught up with some hunters who were on their way to the warehouse, so we bummed a ride. I thought we were safe. What time did you get to HG World? Early. Like I said, I don't got a watch, but it wasn't open yet. There were these two army trucks, Hummers, I guess, and a big white delivery truck. They were parking near the entrance and the guys in the Hummers were swinging their machine guns around in the air. I thought they were there with the army or something to help out, but... The guys on the roof of the store were all freaked out about it. How many people were in the parking lot? A lot. It was full of people. There were more hunters and guys with rifles making a circle to keep the dead things back. All of a sudden there's gunshots. Then the white truck's door opens up and a bunch of eaters come out and attack us. It was bad, man. Kids getting thrown around, trampled on. All the rifles were on the outside of the circle so they couldn't like, you know, turn around and shoot. Then the guys on the roof started shooting and the men in the truck started shooting. And then somebody closed the gates on the store. We were far enough back that we just turned tail and ran. I mean, we just fucking ran, man. How many of you are there now? I mean, in your group. Five. We lost three from this morning. But it looked like the guys in the trucks were picking on people along the Main Street Bypass because we found guns on their bodies all the way down the road to here.
0: Uh, all right. Now, uh, what was that you were saying about the clown?
2: Yeah, the clown. That was what somebody painted on the side of the truck with the zombies in it. It was like a fat clown with its pants half down and wearing an army helmet. Above his head was the words, Happy Val- Oh, shit. What? What's 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 going on? Where? Where? Hold on. Fuck! They're coming out of tunnels. Oh, my God! Run! Get back to the trucks! Jesus! Todd, for Christ's sake, they're all over the place down here! It's worse than the relocation center! That's a dead end! Don't go
0: inside the- oh, Fuck! Fuck! Jim? Chimp! Chimp! A damn common conversation. (sighs) Wish I had something pithy to say, something to comfort, but, well, the moral of this story is simple avoid the Erie Highway tunnels, avoid HG World, (laughs) avoid downtown Wishwell, avoid Fairview, State College, Oil City. Hell, just avoid civilization. I'll be right back after this message from Clusterfucks, the breakfast cereal. It's also a colon cleanser on WRAG Radio. Radio Rage for the new age.
1: Oh, I'm not late, am I? Hi, David.
3: Hey, Regina. No, the managers are still rehearsing today's huddle.
1: Hi, Mr. Rosencrantz.
3: Please, kid. Am I that old? Call me Krantz.
1: You okay, David. You look tired.
3: Well, you know, that little incident we're not allowed to talk about. We don't talk about it. Besides, it beats being outside the walls.
1: Jebediah puts it all in perspective. It could be worse. A lot worse. How are you doing, Jeb?
3: Voices sound hollow. Still? Yep. You got a pep talk for that?
1: No. I looked it up last week. It's probably a sign of your loneliness manifesting in an auditory hallucination representing your growing sense of isolation in a closed environment. Very common to people trapped in a job or a bad relationship.
3: Or, you know, locked in a large warehouse with hundreds of strangers with millions of reanimated, flesh-chewing corpses outside.
1: I think Jeb needs a kitten. Come by the pet crowd sometime and play with the kitties.
3: Jeb, playing with kittens. I'd lay money that would not end well. Speaking of hundreds of strangers, anybody know when this lockdown will end? I'd like to open a window or something soon. We're locked down tight. I don't think they want to take any chances after what happened.
4: Okay, folks. Huddle up.
5: Good morning, everyone. As most of you know, every morning and afternoon, we like to gather together for a little team huddle. Today is no different. I know we have no sales plan, and the trucks aren't coming in. No
3: customers. Except the dead ones
4: outside, and they ain't shopping for power tools. Okay, boys. Quiet down.
5: Thank you, Jack. I want to introduce our team leader for Human Capital. I'm sure all of you have run across her sunny smile. So let's see that sun rise again, huh? Jenny Joe, come on up.
6: Thank you, Ruby. Oh, and you're such a great booster. And gosh, thank you, everybody, for your amazing hard work under really stressful conditions. Now, I had something prepared, but before I go into it, I want to riff a little on something that Constable David said to me just a bit ago. What was that, David?
3: Uh, Eighteen hours on the roof watching eaters clawing at the
0: walls sucks.
6: Oh, after that. Just a second ago.
0: Oh. No customers.
6: Right. I want to respectfully take issue with that statement. We do have customers. And that's the theme of this morning's huddle. I want you all to look around at how we've turned a big, cold, ugly warehouse into a warm, inviting place to live and work. You've all done such a wonderful job and you really deserve a round of applause. Come on, give it up for yourselves. Oh, great, great job. The 250 people around us are not refugees. They're our customers. Just because they aren't buying appliances or potting soil doesn't mean we aren't selling them something.
3: What the hell are we selling them?
6: Security, Jeb. We are selling them the feeling of safety behind these walls. You constables, where where are you guys? Come on, hands in the air. <laughs> like you just don't care. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Oh, there you are. Constables David, Jebediah, Harris Krantz. Come on. Wenger, you are our front line. You make people feel safe here.
3: Well, that and the 40-foot concrete walls. And the 50-foot steel-reinforced fencing around the garden center. And they're almost sheep-like in their willingness to take orders from us. (laughs) Jebediah.
6: But you're working together. It's a human chain. You're still selling the HG World brand and the four S's of service. Smiles, selection, safety and speed. What Ruby here and Jack and the rest of the management team have made means that we're We're not just surviving, we're living. And we're not just living, we're living well.
7: Well said, Jenny Joe. Hello, everyone.
6: Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor. What a pleasant surprise. Welcome. What a great segue. Yesterday, the people chose a spokesman, a leader, to voice their concerns and prioritize their needs. Mr. Mayor... What value does our team bring to your customers?
7: Well, Jenny Jo, everyone here should be commended for the hard work and tireless hours they put into keeping us safe. I think you deserve a round of applause. already did that, but thanks. How about a woot woot instead? Woot woot.
3: Woot frickin' woot.
7: <laughs> Indeed, a uh, woot woot. <laughs> As many of you know, I like to take a walk through our neighborhood and listen to our fellow citizens talk about how they are adjusting. Well, sadly, all of them have had their lives transformed in a singularly profound way. What you've done to help comfort them and protect them has given them something you just cannot stock on a shelf or carve out of a block of wood. Hope. (coughs) Sincerely. Most of us have seen the worst of people surface through this crisis. All over the world, people have used this crisis as an excuse to abuse and hurt other human beings. But here, at HG World, you've put food on the table. You've helped plant gardens and build shelters. We've seen the best of humanity. And on behalf of your loyal customers, I want to thank you for that. Well, I won't keep you from your meeting... I know you're all busy people, but I wanted you to know. We believe in you. Goodbye.
3: See ya.
8: Bye.
7: Bye
6: Bye-bye now. Later. Oh, what a sweet person. (laughs) I know we all tend to get bogged down with the small stuff, and we'd much rather be anywhere than in this mess, but I hope this shows you the importance of the four S's of HG World Okay. Our man Jack has a few last things to say, and we're off to a brand new day of service selection, safety, and smiles.
3: In that order.
4: Thank you, Jenny Joe. Constable David?
3: Yeah, boss?
4: What's the best part of your job? Um. First thing that comes to mind? Uh. Pass? Constable Krantz?
3: Crashing my enemies, seeing them driven before me, and hearing the lamentation of the women.
4: Oh. Dear. Come again?
3: Hmm. Dropping five-pound blocks of crushed masonry off the wall to smash eater heads?
4: I give up. Ruby?
5: Yes, Jack.
4: How about you?
5: Oh, I don't know. I wake up to the smell of pancakes, and I get to see all these neat people every day. There's so much to do, and so many smiles. I just can't pick one.
3: Wow. You're so adorable, you should be in black and white.
4: What about you, Mister Harris? What? We were all talking about the best thing in life.
9: Well, good for you.
4: What's your take on that?
9: What's my take on what's best in life? Well, I don't fucking know.
6: Oh, <laughs> someone owes a quarter in the swear jar.
3: Well, fuck a doodle do. With a side of fuck fries, covered in fuck sauce.
7: That is
4: enough. I think our huddle is concluded. Who wants to lead us in the HG World Values Creed?
6: Oh, can I?
5: Oh, Jack, she does she it every time. Can I do it? She
6: always messes up the lines, Jack. Oh, for fuck's sake.
4: Fine, fine. Both of you, and anyone else who wants to join in. Number one. I
5: will recognize your contribution to the, to the
3: company.
4: Number two.
7: We will respect respect the chain of of leadership leadership, just as leadership leadership respects respects us. us. Number three. We care care for for the the earth, earth, our
4: country, our 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 community, community, and each other. Number four.
10: Open ears ears and open minds. minds. We We learn learn by by listening. listening.
4: Number five. We will will learn learn to to walk walk in each other's work work boots. boots. Number six. We We will will be honest, supportive, supportive, clean, clean, and careful. careful. Number seven, gossip gossip is the the mind mind killer. killer. Number eight, we will admit admit when we are wrong, wrong,
5: when when we don't know the answer, answer, and we we will work work together together for the glory glory of the brand, brand, the integrity of our our name, and build America America. one transaction
3: at a time.
8: Amen.
4: Thank you, everyone. Work smart, work safe. Something on your mind, Constable Harris? Yeah, I'm a little puzzled. I like puzzles. They take my mind off of everyday troubles. It's about yesterday. I imagined it would be.
9: Those guys out there, the bandits or suburban warriors or whatever. Yes? Something just didn't make sense to me. Not a lot of anything does anymore. Those people, they they used eaters against us as weapons. Sick. I know. No, it's not just that. It just doesn't make
4: sense. Why would they?
3: Jack, they got that guy out of the infirmary. He's locked up in the back. You want to talk to him now?
4: I'm surprised he's in any condition to talk after you finished with him.
3: Is that guy who ran out the fire door? This is the guy who
9: ran out and got Keith killed. Thought we were letting him go.
4: Oh, dear, no. He'll be our guest for a time, I suspect. I liked Keith.
9: Hell, we all did, but... Why did he go out after that guy in the first place if he wanted out so bad?
4: He compromised the perimeter. He ran
9: outside. We had two men on the door and could have just closed it and none of this would have happened.
3: He clocked me in the head to get past me and got through the door. So you thought it would be a good idea to chase him outside? Like I said, he clocked me in the head. So you went out after him and Keith went out to get you. Ain't how I saw it. way I seen it. Keith had my back trying to save a guest's life.
4: And in attempting to protect our guest, Keith was infected by eaters. He is guilty of putting staff at risk by being stupid. The management was his murderer to be seen as an example. Murderer? Example of what? That rules must be followed, Constable Harris. Is that what's puzzling you?
9: I reprimanded Jeb for putting himself at risk. I think Keith was a perfect example to show why going out like that was a bad idea.
4: The management believes that Constable Jebediah is a hero for attempting to protect a guest of this facility and for his valiant attempts to recover a wounded comrade.
3: Get me. I'm a hero. Captain America. So what are you going to do with this guy?
4: That's up to the management.
9: There you go again with that big brush. Who in the management? That old guy going around calling himself mayor?
4: Among others... Listen, Mr. Harris, the stress of the past few days has been considerable. Why don't you take a day or so, relax with your family, and come back when you've had a chance to reset your priorities.
9: What does that mean, Jack?
4: Harris, you are a talented asset to this team, but these recent events are the results of underrealized leadership. You led a diverse, challenging team, yet I'm underwhelmed by your ability to make them a cohesive unit. After yesterday, people are skeptical of security's ability to keep them, well, secure. We need to be seen as addressing that.
11: Oh.
9: So two of my men do something stupid that got one of them killed. You refuse to allow me to even reprimand the other because you think he did something noble.
4: No, oh, no, 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 my friend. This has nothing to do with what he did. It has to do with who he was. Think, Harris. Harris. Oh,
9: I see. He was someone's golden boy, and now I'm taking the
4: hit. The perils of leadership, I'm afraid. Sometimes it's not about what it is. It's about what it seems to be. You can understand that. Now, go take care of your family, Harris.
3: Yes, particularly that smoking wife of yours. (laughs) Hey,
9: fine. I don't don't want want to be part of a system that doesn't want me. Just one thing. Who are you putting in charge?
4: None of your concern, Harris. So what? Not a constable anymore? Not unless that's what you want. The people like you. They just don't see you as a commanding force.
9: Not after you threw me under the bus!
4: Mr. Harris, we have much to do. Either you want to help us or you don't. If you don't, please don't get in our way. Sounds like a threat, little man. Not really. You yourself said that if you want to leave, we should let you. We'd be more than happy to show you and your lovely family the exit. I see. Well,
9: I guess I have something to think about, don't I?
4: Indeed you do. Indeed you do.
1: Oh my god. Aggie? Aggie? He's trapped! They're
0: everywhere! What are we gonna do? Get to the truck!
1: Who
12: are you? I'm the guy that's gonna get you out of here. Me too. I'm the, uh, other guy.
1: Augie, run!
12: Dogberry, get these kids to the truck. Kids? Come on, peoples. Damn it! I'm down to three shells. I need something to kick ass with. Good luck with that.
1: Please save Augie. He's such a good, sweet old man. And he hasn't paid me yet.
12: I'm gonna try to get to that truck stuck in the front window. Got a lot of supplies. I can smell smoke hicks. Fire's getting close. Go. Get that delivery truck started. Wait five minutes. If you hear me fire wow. my last shell, get out of here, okay? Go! That hicks. He's a crazy man. He's dreamy. Oh, shut up, Shelly. Okay. Dairy products. Dry cereal. Kosher products. Housewares. Gardening stuff. Sep- oh. Yeah, that'll do it.
11: All right. All right, S- stay back. This, this is madness, I you madness. Hope you must just
7: choke. Ooh. 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 Ooh.
12: Attention, Aggie's Market shopper. Listen up. My name is Hicks, and I am delicious. Who's hungry? You? Augie, you Auggie, we have to get around the dog food end cap aisle three is all clear all the way to the stock room. Go! All right, you things want some real meat? Come get some. Early-birth special in aisle nine. The Campbell 9000 gas-powered mini saw. Oh yeah. Lock that. Shiny. Check this out. No change. Trigger stuff. You can even use two. That's right, Rock bag. 36.3 cc's with a pop handle and a rugged pistol grip. That's right. Things come on. That's right. Go, Augie!
13: And he was all like, don't yeah, get some. And they were all like, rah, 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 rah. and Hicks was all like, kiss my chainsaw,
14: was he bitten?
13: Nah, he got all excited with his chainsaw and cut through the side of this big display case, and it came down all crass, and he was all like,
10: ah, I'm being with boxes instead of three knackings. help me, help me.
13: By the way, I bought some boxes for you in the back of the pastor's wagon.
12: I am not. Gonna have a happy period.
14: Shut up. Stay still, you goof.
12: Ugh. I had a horrible dream. I was attacked by a flock of cotton burritos with wings. Oh. Hey, Padre.
15: I was driving up Main Street. Had the same idea he did about getting supplies from Augie's grocery. As I drove up, I spotted a mob of the unholy clawing at the front doors and windows, so I knew there had to be people inside. Next thing I know... Display window explodes and it's chaos.
13: We was out back at the time and we ran some keys trying to start the delivery truck. I told Stan to push in the clutch, but none of them could drive stick. Hicks went inside and that's when he found the chainsaws. They were all munching on the robbers people at the front store. We was loading up the truck with stuffies from the back. Then Hicks got knocked on the head with feminine hygiene products. And I had to drag him out before the nasty started nibbling on him, too. We got out just as the bakery caught fire. And if I
12: had just moved ten feet to the left, I might have been buried by blueberry cereal.
15: I think he's gonna be okay. He might have a concussion, but it could have been worse. I think he's just exhausted, dehydrated. Nothing old Gatorade and sleep won't cure.
14: Thanks, Reverend Dawkins. You saved his life, Dog Barry.
13: Yeah, I did just that.
15: Not only that, but he drove the van up to our church afterwards. Mr. Dogberry here saved four lives and helped gather enough supplies for the church to last through the winter.
13: We bought some down here in places of stuff, some of plus a water filter, some lamp oil, and other stuffs.
15: But do you really think this is the best place for you? Virgil insisted I bring him here because you were here, but now that I see it...
14: It's okay, really.
15: I was hoping this might be a viable backup location for us in case of emergency. See, we're on the ridge to the south along Shrug Mountain, the first church of Wishwell. We're a large group and we've got supplies.
14: The Mazers aren't up there, are they? John and Harley Mazer? Or Edie Jelani?
15: No, I know you folks, but I haven't seen them. Maybe they're at HG World.
14: No, they're not.
15: I'm sorry. A lot of people out there looking for other people. There are a lot of kids out there who have no idea what it was like to live without cell phones. Now that the cord's been cut... Oh, sorry, Veronica. I've been moralizing a lot. I know it doesn't help.
14: It's okay. Hicks can't find his folks, either.
15: I really have to insist that you come back with us to the church. This is no place for... He's a hero. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess he is. Be that as it may...
14: We have supplies for a few more days. Hicks left messages from my folks that I'd be here. I don't want to risk leaving until... Well...
15: I understand. It makes a lot of sense. But if they don't appear in a few days, please come to us or let us come get you. We'll make room. you stay staying put here, right?
14: Yeah. I'll keep an eye on Hicks.
13: Me too, me too. He and I heroes. We're like super friends.
15: I have to get back. I will check on you every day.
14: How are you getting back?
15: Dogberry drove the other truck.
13: I bought you some goodies and some most excellent PVC parts. Fiddly bits and a big stack of awesome. It's all loaded in the cool cave.
14: Um, thanks, Dogberry. Do
13: I get a hog and kisses?
14: Don't push it.
13: How about rubbing my head just a little? It's very smooth.
14: Do not squander my gratitude, Dogberry. (laughs)
15: Okay, you guys. You have a radio. You have food. Easy on those sweets. I made sure you had fresh fruit and vitamins, toothpaste, deodorant.
14: Wow, here's so the grown-up in this room right now.
15: Listen, Virgil told me what he wants to do, and I think you're both very brave
12: for offering.
14: Offering? Offering what?
12: Oh, Reverend, I didn't exactly talk to Ronnie about it. Oh,
15: I'm sorry. I should get back to the parish. Veronica, when you're done talking to Virgil here, don't hesitate to call me if you're not on board with it. God bless you both.
14: And God help us all.
15: Indeed.
14: Dogberry, please make sure Reverend Dawkins gets to his truck safely, please.
13: Uh Uh-oh. Hicks, I know that look. Last time I saw it, I just beat on a lady policeman's suit.
12: Thanks, buddy. I'll be fine.
14: So, what's this heroic plan, Hicks?
12: Well, I don't want to go live at his church. I saw it. It's crowded. I figure we got HGW up yonder, right? We got the first church down yonder there. We also got Joe's place and Todd Rage's so-called undisclosed location.
14: Thanks for drawing me a map. So what?
12: We're in a position where we can go out and gather supplies, salvage, scavenge, and trade between camps. The church is going to need boards and tools and keep up the fencing and stuff. HGW is just going to need food. Even Joe might need help from time to time, and we'll need him to help us. Do what? I don't know. Maybe we'll need him to move another helicopter off the road. You're a gamer chick. You know how it's always good to have a hill giant as a friend.
14: So you want us to become traitors of the zombie apocalypse. Great. And here I was thinking the scariest thing coming up for me was the senior prom. Fine. Whatever. How's your head?
12: Hurts. How's your stomach?
14: Until just now, it was solid.
12: What a pair, huh?
14: I'm feeling better. I'm just shocked that Dogberry actually saved you.
12: I told you he wasn't all that bad.
14: Thanks for the Piscatios.
12: Oh, no problem. My mom used to make them when I got sick. It was the first thing I wanted when... Why are you looking at me like that?
14: Like what?
12: Like I just said something you were going to make fun of.
14: I'm not. Believe me. Did you get anything to eat?
12: I don't remember. I think the taste in my mouth is either stale Funyuns or I chewed up a slipper.
14: Are you hungry? Oh my god! What?
12: Did his truck get stuck out?
11: Oh... Why are you looking at me like that? It's because I'm hot and missing half my face is sexy.
1: Hey babes, what are you doing up here?
9: The better question, Ellen, is how did you find me?
1: David told me he saw you headed up the stairs. The roof is still off limits, isn't it?
9: It is. Where's Zeke.
1: Zeke's with Regina playing hopscotch over in the appliance section. Oh, that reminds me. You might be one of the people who get their own shower. Now that you're a big, strong constable, they say that service personnel will get their own plumbing installed. Why? Why? because I like to be clean? No, I mean, why is everyone
9: acting like this is a long-term operation? I don't want to live here.
1: Yes, I know, hon, but it keeps people busy. And frankly, I'm getting a little skeevy about sharing the ladies' room with 50 other women. What's wrong, babe? What?
9: Now, why do you think anything's wrong?
1: Because you're sitting in the dark at the top of the stairs, leading nowhere. I mean, it might just be the actress in me, but that strikes me as just a little bit melodramatic.
9: Melodramatic? (laughs) You know I got demoted today.
1: Is it because of that incident yesterday? With the lockdown?
9: Yeah. Dumbasses never should have followed that idiot out. Now Keith's dead and...
1: Man, it don't matter. And they should be grateful you stepped up at all. Half the people in this place are living like they're owed something by somebody for all this. Wait till the food starts running out.
9: What about running away?
1: What do you mean?
9: Something's weird's going on here, Ellen. I hear things. Half-whispers and conversations that stop just when I turn the corner. Something's up.
1: I think it's stress. What do you think's happening? I
9: don't know. Remember when we were both working for the Midwestern Wrestling League and the promoters and managers all started acting weird, having meetings behind locked doors. Six weeks later, everybody got laid off on that payday. Nobody got checks.
1: I'm pretty sure we're not going to get paid this time either, babes. But they can't lay us off. We don't work for HG World, technically.
9: You know what I mean.
1: Yes, I do. And I think it's stress. Speaking of which, did you know that a handful of people recognize you? Really? Yeah. Yeah. A few people came up and asked if you were in pro sports.
9: <laughs> well, Keith thought I was the sports anchor for his Scranton news station. And I got that face.
1: Yes you do, Mr. Harris. And I love that face. Hey, Grumpy Gus. seek some good hands for now. It's quiet up here, dark. What you say you make a shady lady out of me, right here on the cold stairs?
15: Afternoon. Major, is it?
4: Hello, sir. Major Grant, United States Army. How are you doing?
15: Weather in the storm, Major. What can we do for you?
4: We? Are there supposed to be more of you around?
15: No, just me and the Lord. So what can we do for you, and your merry band of soldiers?
4: Well, sir, I'm part of a unit tasked with securing the Federal EVAC site nearby. I'm notifying anyone that we run into that we intend to secure that location prior to evacuation and ask that you prepare to relocate within 48 hours to that location.
15: You're talking about HG World, right?
4: Yes, sir. Have you been there? It's about three miles up this road, isn't it?
15: It is. Well, you might want to send them a memo. They closed down two days ago. Looters and militia were too much. They aren't admitting anyone.
4: We feel that they will open their doors once our unit arrives. Hmm.
15: They've been waiting there a little over two weeks, Major. It's a long time for so many people to be stuck in a warehouse together.
4: I understand that, sir. We intend to take them out of there.
15: Well, good luck with that. The rest of us will be staying where we are, thank you. Where is that? First church of Wishwell. I'm Sure you have a map of the location. on a hilltop southeast of here, insulated by God and man, protected by the latter by the grace of the former.
4: Sir, I must strongly urge you to reconsider. At least pass the opportunity along to the people staying there.
15: When HGW shut down, there was a great deal of bloodshed. I inherited a whole congregation of folk who just want to feel safe. Here, they are safe. Over there? Let me ask you this, Major. Do you know when or how many choppers will come?
4: It may not be choppers. It may be a convoy.
15: So you don't know? No, sir. So we may go down there and find, after a few days, that no help is coming. Every source I have, spiritual and corporeal, tells me that we are on our own. Unless you can assure me that uprooting these people, women and children among them, won't be put at risk by this, we'll prefer to stay. I'm sure you have guns and such as you'd use to persuade us otherwise, but tell me you represent something in the civilization we left behind and not this new, horrible order kept at the point of a gun.
4: How are you on supplies?
15: For the size group we have, we'll set for a while. The members of our parish are quite close. We're looking after about ten orphans or displaced children and probably a dozen more refugees. Everybody's holding on to everybody else to get through this.
4: Weapons? Please tell me you're not a pacifist when it comes to the eaters.
15: Oh, Lord, no. We are well protected from the living and the dead. How are your troops? You're welcome to come and rest a while with us.
4: Thank you, Reverend but we have to complete our mission as soon as possible.
15: Well, God bless all of you. A lot of men abandon their ethics and allegiances in times like these.
4: Yes, sir, I've seen that, which is why it is so important for men like us to hold on to ours as tightly as we can.
15: Indeed, Major. Your soldiers. I'm no expert, but they do not strike me as regular army.
4: No, sir. They are part of an international force. United Nations Necroambulant Disposal Detail. repurposed for civilian rescue and relocation.
15: So far from home trying to help save ours.
4: Remarkable. I wish more folks had your open-mindedness.
15: I'm held to a higher standard than most. If you don't mind canned good, I can offer you and your men dinner. We just liberated a grocery downtown. Unfortunately, I think it burned to the ground shortly after we left. No, sir, we're fine,
4: but thank you.
15: Then may God bless and protect you and your men. I hope you have better luck at the warehouse than we did.
4: Thank you, sir. If you need us, please.
15: I will. When it comes time to turn your swords into plowshares, Major, consider bringing your men to that hilltop. We'll be waiting.
4: Safe travels, Reverend.
14: Ray? My god, who did this to you?
11: Duh. Dead-eyed dick there can tell you. What? Christ, you're stupid. Hicks shot me in the face. It
12: should have put you down.
11: Brain, you dumbass. You can't even kill somebody properly. There's cheekbone jammed through my right eyeball. There's bookshot all over my head. It sucks. You know, I don't even want to eat you anymore. I just want to shoot you in the face and let you feel how hot Buckshot feels rolling around in your sinus cavity. My tongue only goes this way in my face. Nice work there, Elmer Fudd.
12: Says the guy who sounds like Sylvester the Cat.
14: How is he even standing up?
12: Hello? I'm standing right here. I thought I put you out of your misery. Do you want me to shoot you again?
11: Yes. Would you? Because when I want quality, I think Hicks. No, I think I need to kill you both.
14: When did you run into him?
12: I saw him by the road on my way into town. He was heading up here to see us like he promised.
14: But he's talking. He's even more of a jerk than usual.
12: He's a different kind of eater. I hope the only one. I shot him and- And
14: you didn't make sure he was dead dead? Come
12: on! He's my best friend. It was hard enough to shoot him.
11: I- Ah, oh, sorry, Hicks. That's awesome. But I gotta tell you, the bromance is over.
14: We should have listened to Caitlin. She did say that the trip to the Pumpkin and go was a bad idea.
11: I will say that he took Varigat with a sweet shot to the cranium. Now since you both suck at security and left your rifles over there...
14: How about this one?
11: Or this one? It has a laser sight.
12: Oops. See, <laughs> kids, I've been under a lot of stress lately. I wanna to talk to whatever's in your head, Gray. I wanna know what it wants.
11: You've seen too many monster movies. You can't talk to what's in my head. It's not like there's elected president in there. It's a collective, a whole civilization, and they only talk to me. You wouldn't understand.
14: There's no heartbeat, no blood. With no blood, the brain dies. How can you still have all those memories and be able to do what you want when-
11: Jesus, with chocolate sauce, both chunks. I don't know. My legs go, I go, Why I'm not munching on you is a mystery to me.
12: So what's the next move? This is just like the last time, except there's two of us holding guns at you.
11: I really, really wanted you to kill me,
12: Hicks.
13: Hi there.
11: What the fuck is that?
13: I'm Jerry. Jerry Dogberry. And B.A. Nice to meet you, Mr. Monster.
11: Dogberry? I thought you were something Hicks made up.
13: Nope. I'm very real. Look at you. all tore up like that. Very scarfy. I can see your bones in your legs. You should increase the calcium intake.
14: Keep away from him, Dogberry. He's infected.
11: I knows
13: that. The dogmaster knows just what to do about that.
11: Where <laughs> does doctor the Evian's here? the cave. With smog. Nice sword, buddy. Does it glow when trolls are about?
14: Tell me that did not just happen.
12: Dogberry, you chopped off his head. Hicks, I thought
13: that was obvious when I picked up his sword and chopped off his head.
12: Is he still alive? Alive doesn't apply here.
14: Good, because I wouldn't hire it if it did. What? Sorry. This is so far down the rabbit hole, the Queen of Hearts just asked for some Prozac.
13: Hello? Strange head? Ooh, I think the foul blood face some more. I could get some duct tape. Careful,
12: he can still infect you.
13: Aw, oh, concern for me? Thank you, Hicks.
14: I'm going to lodge a grievance with the Sanity Union. This is not sane, and I should not be subjected to it. Dogberry, get rid of that head before I lose it. Please.
12: Okay. Let's get the rest of him out of here.
14: He was talking, Hicks!
12: Yeah, I know. But not anymore. Gray is done. For real this time.
14: Are you sure? I mean, he was fucking talking! What the hell? Are they all like this now? Is that what you were up against downtown? Can you help me? I am not touching that. No way. No how.
12: Come on. It's fine. It's just a sack of bones. Finally.
14: I can't! There's... Stuff falling out of him. Ugh. That's it. I I can't take this. I can't, Hicks.
12: Ronnie, please. Settle down. Come here.
14: No, 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 no. Stop it. You've got gray goo all over you. Gross. Oh, God.
12: Come here, kiddo. Come here. It's okay. God, you're lucky. What? I really want to cry, too.
14: Why not? Go ahead.
12: Can't. I just can't. Come here.
14: Oh, Hicks. What are we gonna do?
12: I don't know. Take care of each other. Try to help where we can. We just
14: can't give up. You sound like a grown-up.
12: You know, I don't know why Grey keeps calling you fat. You're actually way nicer on the eyes than Caitlin.
14: Now I know you hit your head hard.
12: Seriously. You're like a hot anime version of Velma from Scooby Doo.
14: I am so kicking your ass. Virgil.
12: See? I got you to smile.
14: Well, yeah. And you're gonna do one more thing for me. What's that? You're going to take me home. What? You can't cry. I can't sleep. I know I can't sleep until I find out once and for all. Ronnie. It's less than two miles from here. There's a lot of sunlight left today. Please? I'm going crazy. Where's the hero, huh?
12: You want a hero? Give me some sugar, baby. Mm-hmm.
8: Hold your horses. I was taking a leak. Right there, Padre. Let me get the latch. Hey there, Mr. Fisher. Sorry to catch you in midstream there. It's been pretty light today, Padre. I heard from Thomas that he's got more action on the south side road, so I went ahead and sent out two of those kids you brought up with you from the grocery store. How much action is he seeing? Well, the way Thomas puts it, the whole world's over there. But Doreen says it's probably about nine or ten of those things per hour. The hard part will be clearing them away from the fence. After a few hours, they'll be able to climb over the bodies and fall over the top of the fence, you know? Yes, well, you had some good ideas about that we can discuss over dinner. If we can get them when we first see them on the access road, they won't pile up.
15: I understand. But we only have so many bullets. Maybe taking out that bridge at the foot of the hill on the south side will help. Maybe heading
8: out of here to somewhere safer will help, too. Like I said... Give me a place and a way, and I'll put it to the group. Right. Put what to the group?
15: Mrs. Garrison. Look at you out walking the wall. How are you feeling?
16: I'm doing what I'm doing, Reverend. Put one leg over the side of the bed, then the other. You know. Hello, Mr. Fisher.
8: Hell of a thing up at the H.G. World Place, Mrs. G.
16: Yes. Well, I guess I'm supposed to report all quiet on the western front, or fence or whatever.
15: Where's Aaron?
16: Helping with the dinner prep. best thing for him is to keep doing things. I hope you don't mind, but he set up a computer in the one classroom. He's collecting everybody's music from MP3 players and phones and stuff, so we can listen on the church PA during chores and such.
15: Excellent. I suspect everyone is tired of traditional hymns in my 1970s
8: power ballads.
16: No. I think we just... Don't want to forever associate Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond with this catastrophe.
8: Yeah, every time I hear Copacabana, Cabana, I picture someone ripping my guts out of my belly. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. G.
15: How about a ride back to the church, Doreen? You can tell me more about your son in the church, D.J.
16: Sure, thanks.
15: I'll send someone down to replace you, Mr. Fisher. By the way, you're a Scotchman, aren't you? You know it. Well, how about taking the day's wage in a bottle of single malt McGregor's Green Label? Oh, is it Christmas, Father? No, I just appreciate your help tending the flock while I'm away.
8: Getting liquor from a man of God. <laughs> the world truly has turned upside down. See you up at the church, Mr. Fisher.
15: Sorry about Mr. Fisher.
16: No. At some point, you just get numb. Father, reverend, pastor... Sorry. I didn't really go to church before all this.
15: How about Douglas, or Doug?
16: Doug. I know I'm not the only one here who feels restless. Like, we should be doing something. Going some.
15: I know. We need to rest. We need to think all resources before we act. I know the instinct to run is strong, even for me, but, but look around. This church was founded more than a hundred years ago. Look out there. You see the whole valley spreading wide and up toward the reservoir. This used to be a lookout point and an outpost. General Pol Paxson built a little fort here to keep an eye on the natives. Down there, the Algonquin River forks around our hill, and the face is nearly 80 degrees and 275 feet high. The property is surrounded by six-foot iron fencing to keep out the bobcats and coyotes, but these eaters can only get up here by the access roads. People complain it's a tough drive, but they still come for the view. We can fortify this place and try to ride it out.
16: Do you really think this is just a short-term thing?
15: Dunno. To me, this is where I must be. You and everyone else is welcome to share it with me and I'll do whatever I can to keep it safe and peaceful. But I'm not forcing anyone to stay. All I can ask is that if you go, you know where you're going and how to get there safe. God favors the prepared mind. I just hope that you and Aaron decide to stay.
16: I know my husband, Frank, is still at HG World. And I won't leave him. And this is where my Ryan is buried.
15: I know. Doreen, it's okay to be... No, it
16: isn't. I'll be fine. You're absolutely right. I'm where I need to be. Me to work, past Rev. Doug.
15: Deal. And there's much work to be done.
12: you sure you want to do this?
14: I won't get out of the truck until I've got it all together. I just want to run up the road and go inside.
12: The road is empty. No fire, no wrecks, no bodies in the street, and no eaters. Maybe they didn't make it here. It is off the main road a bit.
14: Uh Uh-uh. You know the expression, it's too quiet? You just don't leave your front doors open like that. There's trash in the yards, and don't say it's because it's a trailer park, Hicks. I wasn't Mrs. Coakley lives right there on the corner. If so much as a napkin blew into her yard, she was out in her nightgown yelling about having to pick it up.
12: You saw how bad downtown was. Maybe they all just left.
14: Drive up a little further. My house is right up there. Sure. I remember when Mom and Dad bought that house. It isn't much, I know, but I remember when Dad got the keys. I was so happy. Mom was pregnant with my sister, and she was so sick. I remember Dad being so happy just to get out of that apartment, and then he looked at me and my brother. He said, "This is only temporary. We'll find some place like our old house someday." It was beneath us, but people took care of us, checked in on Mom while Dad worked at the mill. That was like three years ago.
12: Here we are. Yeah, there's eaters here, peeking out between the trailers. They heard us coming. That's your front door, and
14: it's open.
12: You sure you want to go inside there? I mean... Well, up
14: to the door as close as you can. If you slide up parallel... Ah! Mrs. Coakley! Oh, crap!
12: I wasn't paying attention. Focus! It's okay.
14: Two coming up behind us. Sorry, Mrs. Coakley. Nothing personal.
12: I'll take us up the road, see if we can draw them all towards the other side of the park, then turn around and zip back to your place, and we can take a look inside.
14: I guess that'll work.
12: Thank you for your confidence.
14: No, seriously... It's more than I came up with. If it doesn't work, then at least you'll hurt enough that we can cut them down with the truck. Good plan, Hicks. Wait, what are you looking at?
12: The water tower up near the office. Up the road there.
14: Someone's up there.
12: I only noticed because the hawks are circling.
14: Get closer. It can't be- Oh, no.
12: Easy now.
14: Hurry, drive up to that leg. If you can get under it, then I can climb on top of the cab and grab the ladder.
12: There's too many eaters around the
14: tower. We gotta try. That's my dad up there.
4: Looks like a firefight, all right. Sergeant and Bali, take your men around the perimeter. Report any signs of civilians. Eliminate all hostiles. Voice log continues at HGW site, evidence of moderate sustained firefight less than a week old. Exterior of HGW site is damaged by a small arms fire, but intact. Main access points are sealed. The exterior garden section fences are also intact. No sign of any movement, living, or undead. It looks like there was recent activity and an attempt to line the interior of the fence with wood planks. The uh, parking lot is a mass of abandoned wrecks. I can see about a dozen bodies, the unreanimated kind. We are in the process of eliminating the approximately 50 or so remaining eaters. There is a cargo truck near the main entrance with an open freight door. It is tagged with Happy Valley Militia with a spray paint on the side and... Sorry. This supports the reports of a truck containing eaters. The concentration of human remains is located just around the truck, suggesting a band of very hungry eaters left nothing on the civilians to reanimate or they were dead before the virus took hold. Attempting contact with site control now. Suspend voice log. I hate these new think books. Okay, open comm channel. Scrambled, yeah, set frequency, yada, 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 bingo. Okay, let's try that again, bingo, bango, mango, bongo, great, maybe when I get home, I'll finally know how to get the VCR to stop blinking at me. This is Major AI Grant, United States Army Broadcasting on Omega Regal Channel. Please acknowledge that this site is operational. Channel check, Omega Regal.
10: Major Grant, this is HGW 2210 Actual.
4: Good to hear your voice. What is your status? Over. We are in lockdown. Over. I gathered that since all your doors were closed and there's no one outside. What is your situation? Over.
10: Repeating, we are in lockdown.
4: The exterior is secured, actual. Minimal hostiles present. What is your compliment? Over.
10: 246 souls. Over.
4: That's a lot of people locked in a concrete box. What is the nature of the lockdown, actual? Over.
10: This facility is sealed. Situation classified. Stand by for new orders.
4: New orders? What the hell? HGW-2210. Please confirm at ease codes. Over.
10: At ease codes 22100203W. Repeating 22100203W. Stand by for new orders.
4: Well, that checks out. Umbali and Kane keep sweeping the exterior. I want to know if there are any signs of penetration or any possible access points. I want to talk to someone at that fence. Why isn't there anyone on the roof? There's nobody in the garden area behind the fence. That's damn peculiar. HGW
10: 2210 Actual to Major Grant. Grant here. Confirm unit designation. Over.
4: UNNDD Toronto under Command General McGinnis. Subordinate to remustered First Army Command. Over. What's left of it?
10: Good to hear from you, Major. We have no need for necroambulate disposal at this time. Over.
4: Huh? That's good to know. But we're here to help defend and support this location. Over.
10: Your assistance is unnecessary at this time. New orders downloadable now. Milnet secondary station and link is being transmitted to your unit's comm center. Please verify authenticity and confirm receipt.
4: Wait a minute. This is a civilian station. What the hell are they doing handing out military codes and relaying orders? HGW 2210 Actual. Whose flag are you flying? Over.
10: Please clarify question. Over.
4: It's a standard question, guys. Please provide the appropriate response, Actual. Awaiting response, Actual.
10: Standby.
4: Okay, that's damn weird. They are sealed up tight. Oh good, it's the boss. Major Grant here. What
17: the hell's going on there, mate? We just received new orders from U.S. First Army originating from HGW-2210.
4: Are you up to this? No, sir. They're playing some sort of game with me and won't authenticate the mutiny code. Are their orders legit? Well, they check out,
17: but they're saying to leave the site alone. That's totally off limits.
4: Any particular reason? Or are they just playing Mysterio again?
17: That's what I was gonna ask you.
4: Hang on, sir. I've got actual back on.
17: Put me onto them, will ya?
4: Happy to. HGW 2210 Actual, this is Major Grant and General Neil McGinnis of UN NDD Eastern Command.
17: Whose flag are you flying? Please provide the appropriate response, or we will assume this site is compromised.
10: UNDD Eastern Command. Authentication response in two parts. First part, Hippos puros. Second part, Hippos Lukos. Over. Bloody hell. <laughs> response is confirmed
17: and acknowledged. What? UNDD Eastern Command eight. Current. Get me to a secure channel. We're clean. Right.
4: What the hell was that? Those weren't the proper acknowledgements.
17: Not for a question you asked. It were for the question we do not want to ask. Verify the new orders. There's no way they could know this without knowing the other. We're done.
4: Done? What do you mean?
17: Done, disbanded, defunct. We're on our own. Get back here.
4: But the 250 people inside there?
17: They'll keep. They're no going anywhere for now. And we can't afford to lose any of our meddling each to that place. Besides, we've got other issues. I'll brief you en route. Let me know where you're underway.
4: is out. Mbali, Kane. Gather your troops and meet me by the south entrance. Over.
14: All will be here.
10: Fifty cents for fat ones, twenty cents for lean ones, fifteen cents for dirty ones, thirty cents for clean ones, a nickel each for
1: mean ones. The Gucci's are coming, and maybe tonight. <laughs>
3: Episode 5, All the Greenery is Coming Down, Boy, featured Shane Harris as Augie, Dustin Shanafelter as David, Mark Zaracor as Dawkins, Lee Sands as Dogberry, Tracy Hall as Doreen, Steve Cox as Fish, Michael L. Stokes as Grant, Stacy Dukes as Gray, Glenn Bartram as Harris, Ryan Smith as Hicks. Michael L. Stokes is Jack. D.T. Kelly is Jeb. M. Sierra Garcia as Jenny Joe. Lance Schoenberg is Kranz. Shane Harris as Mayor. Ayub Cody as McInnes. Dustin Shanifelter as Pimples. Cheryl Malcolm as Regina. Becca Rinas as Ronnie. Carol Stokes as Ruby. Cheryl Malcolm as Shelley. Dayton Ward as Shemp. Keith R.A. DeCandido as Todd Rage. This episode was written and directed by Jay Smith, edited by Michael L. Stokes. Dialogue processing and digital services provided by Michael Stokes. Production assistance by Martha Limbo-Terrar, Carol Stokes, Gwendolyn Jensen-Woodard, and Ginny Swan. Production logo and additional art by Adriana Limbo-Terrar. This show was edited with Magic's Music Maker and Reaper, with some sound effects from freesound.org. For a full list of freesound contributors, please visit us at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com. Jonathan Colton appears courtesy of the Creative Commons license. Visit jonathancolton.com for music downloads and concert information.
8: What's more important in this world
0: than your life and the lives of your loved ones? Here at Gypsy Cove Miracle Hospital, our staff of medical professionals work around the clock to bring you the very best in personal health care. Since our town was founded, generations of people from not only Gypsy Cove, but also neighboring townships have been both born and treated here. We're more than just a place for healing. You're more than just our patient. You're part of the family.
6: Gypsy's Cove, a small town with big secrets,
1: where good and evil meet in the unlikeliest of places, and where the fate of the world may ultimately be decided. Coming soon to podcast 2010, only at gypsyaudio.org.
3: There are many things that we can all do that may help stop the spread of the coronavirus. But one thing we can all do is to have a plan in case you do get sick. First, consult with your healthcare provider for more information about monitoring your health for symptoms suggestive of COVID-19. Second, stay in touch with others by phone or email. You may need to ask for help from friends, family, neighbors, community health workers or more if you become sick. And finally, determine who can care for you if your caregiver gets sick. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone.